Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We're so happy to be with you today, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. It is a beautiful day where we are. Although yesterday we never saw the sun, so it makes it even more glorious today. <laughs> and here we are in Thanksgiving week. Honey. Yes, we are. Is it our favorite week of the year? Oh, I think so. We love it. Well, maybe Christmas, but you know, <laughs> it really is so wonderful this time of year. With just just filled with gratitude, I just wake up thinking, oh, I'm just so grateful for. Uh, everything. I'm grateful that I woke up. I'm just grateful I can do all the stuff I've got to do today. I'm just so thankful for it. We really are grateful. I mean, it's just, I, you know, I get who was it Abraham Lincoln that started Thanksgiving Day? We should have done our research, but it's been around for a long time. And we get a little irritated sometimes that Thanksgiving gets lost in the shuffle commercially. Oh, my goodness. I went to get some stuff because we ha- was having a book club at my house last week, and we we're festiving up for Thanksgiving. And it's all gone. All Thanksgiving is gone. I mean, fall happened, Halloween happens, and there's nothing in the stores for Thanksgiving. It's well, the Halloween is such a commercial. It's such a boon to retailers. And so... You get all the Thanksgiving stuff up, and then one night they just pull it all down, put up the Christmas stuff, and we're like, where's the Thanksgiving? Wait, where are the napkins that had the pumpkins on them? Gosh. <laughs> I mean, they sell a lot of pump. They, 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 I guess pumpkin is sort of the carryover, right, from Halloween to Thanksgiving. Well, they You carve them some. out, and then you have pumpkin pie. But <laughs> and, and, and the turkeys, there's plenty of turkeys out, but the, the decorations kind of – we can lose Thanksgiving in there, which is too bad because think about it for a minute. I mean, the sequence of holidays at the end of the year, <laughs> Yeah, people saying happy holidays. And I'm like, let's see, what are we talking about here? Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas? It is an interesting sequence. I mean, um, I remember one year in our Thanksgiving card, we said something about, you know, uh, Thanksgiving is what transitions hell into heaven because you're you're in th- you're in Halloween, which is sort of hellish, and then you go through gratitude and it emerges into heavenly Christmas. But you better be careful what you say because <laughs> so many people, people love, love Halloween. Halloween. They think that is their favorite time of the year, yeah. and it is a creative time. It's great. We're, you know, we just like Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and so for 50 years, we've been, man, 50 years, honey, we've been sending holiday greeting cards, but they're not Christmas cards. They're Thanksgiving cards. And I can't remember why we first decided to do that. We we were just thinking how wonderful Thanksgiving is. And, oh, I think it was partly we wanted to get it out of the way because the year before we'd been late with our Christmas card and people didn't get it till the new year. And so we thought this year we'll get a jump on it. We'll, we'll do a Thanksgiving card. And the unexpected bonus was we got lots more Christmas cards that year because everyone got our Thanksgiving card and said, Oh, we better send a Christmas card to the IRS because we just got their Thanksgiving <laughs> card. So it was kind of a 
That was uh, we we increased our returns on the day. We did, but wow, life is changing so much is online. We've realized that we can't handle sending um, all those things. We used to have the kids lined up on the table and somebody stamping, somebody's linking, licking, somebody's starting. And thank you to all of you still send things in the mail because it is delightful. It's great. It's old school to get stuff in the mail, but we've resorted to doing ours online finally. And, but 50 years or a little more. In fact, let us read you. Many of you longtime listeners know about our little book. I say little because it's about six inches by six inches. It used to be a big book that we did years ago called, let's see, We Give Thanks or called uh, The Thankful Thankful Heart. And then our publisher reduced it down a few years ago to a gratitude journal with a lot of commentary in it about Thanksgiving. And let's just read you the introduction because it'll lead into what we want to say today. Most people acknowledge the connection between thankfulness and happiness. We take it a step farther. Gratitude is more than a path to happiness. Gratitude is happiness in its most obtainable form. Almost 40 years ago, we decided, actually now it's 50 years ago, decided to stop sending Christmas cards and start sending Thanksgiving cards instead. We felt that thankfulness was the best way to appreciate the year past and the perfect entree to the Christmas season. As we raised our children, we tried to show them the magic and joy of gratitude, and one of our methods was keeping of a gratitude journal. We would start off each year determined to make a journal entry every day, but as the year goes on, we became less diligent on our specific daily thankfulness. Then we discovered that by focusing on a different type of gratitude each month, we were able to stay with it and find a fresh thankfulness entry each day for our journals. We incorporated that idea into this book. And we hope that each month during this coming year, you will find new awareness of blessings as you record them daily in this little journal. We hope you will discover new approaches and perspectives and dimensions to your gratitude. And with them, a deeper, more consistent happiness and contentment in your soul. Now, millions of people keep gratitude journals, (laughs) and most of them are better at it than we are. We get busy and we kind of forget, but you've been great this year. You started the first of the month. Yeah, this year uh, I'm on a fun committee at our church and I I challenged everybody to write 10 things every morning that they're grateful for. For the whole month. For the whole month. And several of them have said how much fun they're having doing that. But I decided we've done this for several years, but... um, I've decided the thing I could do this year to change it up a little bit is to write to my children, just text my children, 10 things, 10 reasons why I'm grateful for them. And it's been such a fun little thing to do every morning. I'm down to the last child today. And it's just fun to think about why I'm so grateful for that child in my life. And you've been texting them and I haven't seen it because you didn't copy me on the text. Well, you can't. Co- well, I guess you can. No. No, I'm going to anyway. read them. I'm going to read yours. Well, it's been really fun to think about it. And the response has been great. You know, you, you really do appreciate your children. 
And even if they're still home with you, um, but you know, we're general in that appreciation, right? We say, Oh, right. I love you. You're great. You're terrific. Yeah. Instead of being specific and saying, here's the things I really appreciate about you, you, not your brother, not your sister, but you, you as a unique individual. And you're really good at that. Well, well no, I'm not good at thing, it. Uh, this gonna, is the first time uh, I've done it. I'm going <laughs> to embarrass a lot of you. Years. What Linda does every birthday in our family, when it comes up, whether it's a grandchild or a child or an in-law, Linda writes five things I appreciate about you, and she thinks about them, and well, no. they're so specific. You you would never, the, the recipient would never think this was a general list. This is about them and about no one else. Well, for birthdays, I really just write five things I adore about you. Because adore, that's your word. That's a love thing, and uh, there are so many things to love about kids, especially especially the ones that you are having trouble with at the moment. Oh. <laughs> And <laughs> um, so you're it doesn't you remind the ones out that you're having trouble with and you think what you're grateful for about them. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's been good for me to just focus on five is easier, just on five things that I really love about that grandchild or even the son-in-law's uh, sons-in-law. And it's been a fun exercise for me. Now, I mentioned that the idea of this gratitude journal and the idea we want to share with you today is that you got to change it up as the year goes on. If you're just, I'm going to write down grateful things every day for the whole year. Yeah, it just starts to get into a rut or a routine. I mean, it's a good routine, but we are trying in, in this book to suggest a new, a new look, a different type of gratitude or a different type of thing to be focused on in your gratitude each month of the year. So we want to read you the November one, even though we're getting close to the end of November, in the hopes that you who haven't already joined us in this gratitude journal challenge will pick up on this. And then we'll try each month in, in Ayers on the Road to at least spend one part of one of our podcasts talking about, okay, shift gears and think of gratitude in a little different way during December and then during January and so on. But I love thinking about some of these things in November. So here we go. There are certain perfect late autumn days that lend themselves to reflection and remembering. The certainty of winter induces fond recall of longer, warmer days, and the sky spreads wide like a mackerel memory. It's bright scales revealing the reeds of past deeds, the piece of earlier release. As we approach the holiday that is named after the synonym for happiness, the buildup should be about remembering. The year now winding down, we look back and recall how much has been given us and how little we deserve it. Remembering may be the precise opposite of taking for granted. Some say that remembering is the consummate skill. When we remember, we don't have to learn the same facts or the same lessons or the same abilities all over again. When we remember, we return favors and thank people for small things 
When we remember, it makes God bigger and ourselves comfortably, securely smaller. Mm-hmm. I like that. When we remember the moments of joy, the moments are twice felt. When we remember error, we are less likely to repeat it. When we remember love, it is nourished and it grows. When we remember peace, we also remember where to find it. And when we remember gratitude, it overflows, leaving us warmed and filled. We nurture and care for our gratitude by remembering, negotiating the curbs and trips of take for granted that could spill the beauty from the buggy. (laughs) (laughs) There are many ways to remember to be grateful. The best one being prayer. Pray oftener and give equal content weight to prayer's two sides, thanking and asking. Remembering is both a bridge and a mirror, showing us where and who we are and who we have become. These are good things to think about as the year winds down and the grace of Christmas ramps up. <laughs> wow, it is really good to think about that. You are truly a poet, honey. No, and, no, no, uh, can you say oftener in poetry? I guess you can. You can say any. Say any in poetry. You can use. That's what I love about poetry. Any punctuation you want, any spelling you want, <laughs> <laughs> any form of a word you want. And if it's wrong, it's not really wrong. It's just a poetic. Nuance. I disagree with the spelling. You still have to do spell check. (laughs) So let us give you this challenge for the month of November. Join us in in this kind of a gratitude journal during the rest of the month. As Thanksgiving approaches, start a list of thankful things, big and small. Number at list each, at least, list at least 10 every day. So it could be sunsets, doorknobs, a mother's love, so on and so on. But it may range range from the petty to the profound. On Thanksgiving morning, while the turkey cooks, build the list. Get everyone involved. See if you can get to 100, 200, 500. Thanks for a moment about each. Think for a moment about each thing you list, about why you're happy to have it. Let each tiny twinge of gratitude collect in your list to help you remember we just love the word remember I I mean, do, maybe I the older remember. you get the more you have to remember so the more you love the word right <laughs> and before we take a break i do have to say that i the kids take over i'm in there cooking the turkey and the potatoes and everything and i am not uh, making my list. i'm shouting out a word once in a while <laughs> You've heard about this. A lot of you have heard about our Thanksgiving tradition. It's on a it's on a roll of cash register tape. And I think last year we went over a thousand. No, I found the best one, the best one that we had ever done the other day. We keep the rolls in yeah. a certain place and there were eleven hundred and eleven hundred. It was amazing. It was crazy. And this year we're gonna break that record. It should be easy because we're gonna have thirty-five people for Thanksgiving. Yeah. To get them all going. Maybe we can go to three thousand. No, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> so hang on. Uh t- we're gonna take a short break and then we'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. 
And we're back talking about Thanksgiving. We hope we haven't overwhelmed you with with those numbers. Um, like, what am I going to do if I'm writing my thankful things all day long? I won't have time for anything else. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they do have fun. If you have a bunch of kids, it is really fun. And I kind of zip through the list. I mean, you know, I think, how can you possibly think of that many things? I mean, really? Are we grateful for doorknobs or what? How would we not get in and out of door? And what about our toothbrushes? What if we didn't have a toothbrush? I mean, there are so many little things that we just take for granted. Well, when you're sitting around, and this this goes back a long time. We we went through a period when our kids were all at home of thinking of, of sort of rethinking our traditions, our family traditions. And we wanted to have a really good one for each holiday. And we realized, being candid, that our main tradition on Thanksgiving was to eat way too much and watch football all day, <laughs> which I guess is okay. I mean, you know, you're together and so on. But I think it was you that had the idea, honey, let's just write down our thankful things on a list, on a long strip of paper. Then we end up draping that strip of paper with all those things on sort of over the table, like crepe paper, crepe paper, crepe paper, yeah. you know, and looking up at it and so on. But but there is a lot of time there on Thanksgiving in most families while the turkey's cooking and we're all gathering and people are arriving and so on. Now you may say, well, that makes me feel bad because I don't, I don't have a big family at Thanksgiving. But even if it's just even if it's just you, or even if it's just you and your spouse, or even if it's just you and one of your children or friends, you know, you can make this list and it can be kind of a wonderful thing. And, you know, what you said, honey, I mean, when we're trying to get to a hundred or 200 or a thousand and everyone's writing and thinking, little kids start looking around the room and they just, well, I'm grateful for this chair. Well, I'm grateful for the refrigerator. I'm I'm grateful for the this pencil. I'm, I'm grateful for you know windows, and that's okay because what ends up happening is those mundane those little objects that you say you're grateful for. Someone will say, "Well, I'm grateful for the view. I'm grateful for you know the majesty of that mountain out there. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm overpowered by this gratitude." And it, it gets pretty interesting. To think about it, we're going to read you our our poem in a minute that we did this year to send out to our friends and so on. But um, it's really, I mean, I don't know. Would you call gratitude? Is it a what is gratitude? Is it a is it an art? Is it a skill? Is it a sort of hidden treasure trove of things that we don't access very often? We know what the opposite of it is. We really feel like the opposite of gratitude is a huge problem today, especially among young people who are maybe in, a little entitled or whatever. And and we just say the opposite is taking things for granted. Well, of course, we got a nice house. Well, you know, we paid for it. We, we earned it. Well, of course, we've got a car. Well, everyone has a car, you know, and and it, it just becomes this this sort of absence of gratitude, which we call taking things for granted, taking people for granted. Right, right. And just so you know, I mean, we don't do this every month. This ten things. There's a different challenge every month in this fun little book. So next month, I think it's writing thank you notes to somebody. 
uh, just during the week, write a thank you note to somebody and, you know, tell them how much you love them or whatever yeah. it takes. So there's a new challenge every month. And, and we'll try to share that with you sometime during each month in, uh, you know, this year and in, in 2024, you know. Yeah. And I do have to say, I saw these at Desert Book yesterday. Oh, they actually yeah. carry them. So you can get them. Familius is the publisher, Familius, but they are available at Desert Book. Which well, is fun. the fun thing about a Thanksgiving book is it resurrects itself every Thanksgiving. You know, right. and it goes away for a while and then the stores put it back out again when the bookstores when it's Thanksgiving. But but here's a big B-U-T, Linda. Believe it or not, this wonderful thing that we're talking about called Thanksgiving can have a downside. There's a there's a there's a way that it can veer off into something. That is, for want of a better word, it's it's pride. Think yeah. about that for a minute. Yeah. If the, the, there's a turn in the road that Thanksgiving can take, which is instead of being beautiful like gratitude should be, can become almost a little ugly. And that is when the gratitude starts to compare and we start saying, well, I'm grateful I have more than you do, or I'm grateful I'm smarter than you are. I'm grateful I'm right. I'm right. grateful that I have this, and most people don't. And it it just it's a comparing kind of gratitude that that is exclusive exclusive instead of inclusive. And so this is the poem that we sent out last year, actually, and that we're we're put we're doing I'm doing a poem now every Monday in Meridian magazine and if you if any of you you know I've said this before and you're probably getting sick of hearing it if you listen every week but I really I want to be more of a poet and less of a prose writer in, yes, in my so senior year well I just really I just want no, to are a poet you should do that I I love it and our friends at Meridian magazine are you know have asked us to do asked me to do a poem every Monday just with the idea that you know poetry used to be a big deal people used to it was their form of meditation they'd read a poem they'd sort of transport themselves into a different place or a different kind of feeling. And we've kind of lost that in our society. And so I'm trying to publish one each week. And many of you read Meridian Magazine. And just type it in your browser, Meridian Magazine, and it'll take you right to it. And the idea of Monday, here's something to contemplate for the week ahead. And I love doing it. And the one for this week, which will appear this coming Monday, or maybe whenever you listen to this podcast, it'll probably be up if it's Monday. And it's it's about this danger that comes in Thanksgiving. So we want to read it to you, and it's called the Gratitude Fork. The idea that there's a fork in this road of gratitude, and you want to be really careful that you don't take the wrong fork, or gratitude will actually begin to work against you. So... You know, let me let let us read this to you and we'll read it kind of slowly and let you think about whether your gratitude that you're trying to feel is the right kind or possibly the wrong kind. So it's called the gratitude fork. 
We all understand on some level the importance and joy of gratitude. We love the holiday of thanksgiving and the longer journey of thanksgiving. But danger lurks. There is a fork in this seemingly pleasant path, two different ways that it can lead. One fork spirals up toward pride through credit-taking and self-congratulating. Thanks that I have more than you, that I know more, see more, do more than you. It's a path that gradually becomes wider, flatter, uglier, as the world gets smaller and darker. The other fork drops down toward meekness, humble acknowledgement that nothing is deserved or earned, that our debt is always growing, never paid, a narrow winding path this, small beneath the ever larger, more magical world that towers around us with wonders around every corner where we are in our nothingness, become transparent, aware, appreciators, and servers, windows to his love. The first fork, which initially seemed to ascend upward, now descends ever steeper, ever deeper, into the dungeon of self. The second path, which initially fell away, lowly and humble, but filled with awe, now circles around and up, revealing mysteries and questions like, how are we so different than he? Yet so much more the same. Each gift bows our head lower, even as it lifts our hearts and our sights. Have you found the Thanksgiving path? Have you come yet to the gratitude fork? Aha. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, it is interesting that if if the way to check your gratitude this Thanksgiving, whether it's whether you're on the right fork or the wrong fork, is does your gratitude make you feel humble? I think it usually does. I think it does for everyone, really. Or does it sometimes make you feel a little prideful? And if you find yourself leaning on the prideful side about being so grateful you have more than someone else. Stop it! Because that's the danger of gratitude. But it's the only danger we know. I know, but it is true. I mean, you think, oh, I'm just so grateful for my kids. I'm grateful that they're healthy and and that they're doing well. But wow, what about all those people that aren't doing well? And then that yeah. turns our minds to Christmas and how to serve those that aren't doing well. And I just think it's a good thing to think about not only our gratitude, but how much we can do to serve others in order to make that gratitude really count. Ooh, you said that so well, honey. It's like there was an invisible hand in the creation of holidays. And let's put Thanksgiving one month before Christmas so that people will come into Christmas feeling humble and grateful and then they can fully appreciate the birth of Christ and the greatest gift of all. Absolutely. So like we're building up our gratitude toward that. And don't you love um, what I was trying to say in that one part of the poem about how, um, you know, the, the, when, when we're humble in our gratitude, 
and our debt is growing and never paid, the, the more, you know, we do something good to try to repay God, forget about it. You know, the blessings are coming faster than you can ever pay for them. And so just acknowledge that you are indebted. And then the world becomes larger. That A lot of people have talked about that, especially C.S. Lewis and G.K. Chesterton about Lewis said something to the effect of, if you would make your own worlds larger, you must learn to make yourself smaller. Yeah, I love it. that. I love that. And, and uh, Chesterton <laughs> said, what was it? Um, oh, without, <laughs> let's see, be humble. Something about being humble, because without humility, you can't enjoy anything. Not even pride. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So it's a pretty powerful thing. Well, it's a good month to think about Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, We are going to uh, be sending Thanksgiving cards out as as usual, but online. So I think we'll put a link in our Instagram if you want to take a look at it. Can we do that? Yeah, where you can read the, this poem and others on Meridian Magazine, but also we'll we'll actually print this poem on Instagram. That's the easiest place to read yeah. it. And we'll put it on there next week or this week for Thanksgiving. And thanks for um, your, that, by the way, the good thing about Instagram is you can comment and send us your thoughts on Thanksgiving and so on. So remember, it's just our names, Richard, Linda, Iyer, all strung together. That's where you find us on Instagram, Richard, Linda, Iyer. So read the poem, send us your comments, have your own time of gratitude and happy Thanksgiving to every single one of you and to your families and your friends. See you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.